In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, WTF. What the frustration? The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. Is Man versus Marriage podcast? Welcome back to another episode of Man versus Marriage. We hope you enjoy this. We are excited that you're here, and because you're here and you are listening, it makes you a mega stud. I don't care what anybody says, you are a man beast. We are in the Moran family studio. Autism is in full effect. Jimmy Neutron is obviously on the TV, and Hunter is going crazy like a wild man, and we cannot prevent that, and we're recording. So, enjoy the sights and sounds of Hunter laughing like crazy in the background to Jimmy Neutron, and I, your humble host, the Q-Dog, am going to get right into it. So, today, WTF, what the frustration what is this episode even about? Okay, so in preparing for this podcast, um, Jeannie and I got really deep. We had some hard <clears throat> conversations. We sure did. We sure did. And I had to write something down. And it's before I had this epiphany, I wrote this, I wrote this phrase down, and it may get me in some trouble, cause some hot water, but... It goes like this. Why do I care more about you? Why do I care more than you about you? And it just it just tweaked me out. And then I had some realizations about myself and how I feel towards Jeannie and what I feel is my responsibility that maybe shouldn't be my responsibility. And I wrote this down, and I want to read it. I don't care what it sounds like. I wrote it in the moment, so I'm going to put it out there. When I hear frustrations and complaining, I immediately go into fix-it mode. Suddenly, I begin to care about you and your frustrations a lot. And I get to work trying to figure out how I can help you overcome these things in your life. I mean, if you're complaining, it must mean you want something to change, right? That answer's no. In my opinion, what's the point of complaining? Why do it? If you ain't interested in fixing it, why complain about it? And that's kind of the that's kind of the mode that I was in. Is it? With these arguments and things that we have been going through, whether it's um, the kids coming back home for school, the money conversation, <clears throat> the garden conversation, um, dang it, the other one slipped my mind. Uh, I can't remember what the other conversation was. Oh, yeah, the schedule conversation. All these conversations, and I, I, I finally figured out what my motive was. And what I've done for my life is not necessarily what Jeannie needs to do for her life, but I'm looking and listening to her words out of the Quincy Moran point of view. Is that fair to say? Uh-huh. 
So when people, if I'm going to go to the trouble to complain about something, then it must mean that I'm not satisfied with something and I want to fix it. And I'm, I'm specifically talking about things that are within my control and things that, are, that I can affect. I'm big at this phrase, focus on what you can affect, control what you can control, and that's where your focus belongs. So over this journey of the past decade, when I decided to change my life, redesign, redefine my philosophy, if I'm going to complain about something, it obviously means that I'm not happy, and I need to fix it, whatever it is. So I have to take a step back, look at what it is, and then try to formulate a plan to change. I decided that if I'm going to go to the trouble to complain about something, and I'm frustrated, I'm going to go fix it. Because that, that to me is the only reason I would complain, because I'm not happy about a certain area in my life. <clears throat> and I hope I remember the story at the end of this, um, that I recently, a conversation I recently had with somebody who's really close to me, and her asking me, what, what are you chasing? What are you missing? Why do you continue these books? Why do you continue to find ways to change? You know, what are you lacking? And it was an interesting conversation. It was surprising. And I thought about it for several days afterwards going, okay, I'll just get into that later. But when it, when it comes here, one of my strengths um, is coaching people through, offering perspective. Now, look, I am not, uh, I'm not a PhD, okay, and I understand that, and I'm not coming to you from somebody who's a psychology professional, relationship professional. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just a regular dude, and my marriage has transformed because my wife and I were willing to work on it. And we had a common goal that we Still wanted it to be it. better. Yes, right. Every single day. Um, so I realize I'm not coming to you as, you know, some expert that has an education. I've just got 20 years of a marriage journey under my belt. And I've gone from a marriage that could have potentially been dissolved to a great marriage. And uh, one of my strengths is being able to help you get some perspective and help you come up with a solution for the things that are hindering you or things that you aren't exactly satisfied in your life about and me giving you that perspective so that you can maybe modify the way you think, create some different actions. And it seems to work really well for me. It works great for me. Well, it's because that's how you think. You are always looking for solutions and things to change and adapt so that you're always the best version of you in whatever situation you're in. And when you get frustrated, you need to figure out yourself, what can I do to change this? What part of this do I control so that you respond out of the best you instead of the frustrated you? Not everybody thinks that way. No. No, they don't. And I know that. But I got caught up in in this because <clears throat> being a, a futuristic thinker, and maybe you're, you hear that, you go, what makes you a futuristic thinker? Why, 
why do you say that about yourself? Well, and, you know, many of the personality profiles that I've done, um, there's a there's a personality profile that's called ideation and futuristic. And it's a strength of mine when it comes to thinking and, crea- and creativity. And um, when I sat down and had a conversation with myself about, well, what do you think is respectable? What do you respect about some of these people that are very successful? And do you have that? Do you possess that? And what do you want people to say about you on, you know, when you when you've passed? What impact do you want to make on people's life? So I kind of wrote those I didn't kind of I wrote those things down and said this is the man I'm going to become because I believe it's the best version of me. And I believe the world deserves that so that I can make an impact on people's life. And I flipped the switch and I made a change in these areas. And I do look for ways to improve myself so that I can help others do the same. And like I say, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna complain or I hear people complaining, obviously it means that they want to change something because there's things they're not happy about. And that's not exactly the case so here's the thing some people bitch just for the sake of bitching it's they're frustrated they might be upset with something but all they want to do is say what they need to say so somebody else knows that they're irritated about it but they're not going to do anything about it they're not going to change it it doesn't matter they just want you to know that they're frustrated with something and you need to know about it. It's a it's a lifestyle though, and it, and it's it's the lifestyle that I lived before when I was so unhealthy and unhappy with myself. So it's not like it's a foreign concept to me. But what it is is it's something that's absolutely within your power to change. Agreed. I think okay. So this is how I looked at it after we talked last night. There's three different kinds of people: the ones who bitch to bitch and they like to be there. They want to complain. They want to be disgruntled. They want to be miserable. They are okay there. The second one is people like you. I'm frustrated. I don't like this. What can I control? What can I change? How do I adapt? And how can I make it easier? Okay. Then there's me. <laughs> the people that are like me, where I'm frustrated and I know something needs to change. And I know that there are aspects of it that I control, but there are some things that I'm not ready to change yet or that maybe I'm overwhelmed looking at how to change it that I don't get unstuck yet. It's not it's not good or bad. It's just not changing. Now, for someone like Quincy, someone like me can be very frustrating because he loves me. I'm his favorite. I'm his number one. He wants to help me. He wants me to be happy. He wants me to be the best version of me. But when he gives me a suggestion or he tries to help and I don't make those shifts, I don't move forward, I don't try to make things better for myself, then he becomes frustrated because I'm I'm helping you. I'm giving you the tools. I'm helping you. It's kind of like the podcast. We put this stuff out there and when we don't hear back from somebody after we've talked to them and it's like okay we've got this going on we try to work it through with them and then we don't hear anything for you know like crickets for a long period of time it's like dude where'd you go what happened hello hi can we help did you did you fix it do we need to step in nothing 
And then you're just kind of left there going, why did I bother? Why am I putting this out there if you're not going to grab it and put it to use? I'm that person because I don't do well with change. I'm not comfortable with where I'm at, but I just don't know how to get out of where I'm at all the time. It's a sucky place to be. I admit it. I own it. I know this. Rita is working with me on this, but this is part of where my depression goes and where it comes from. These are old hooks and hang anchors that are in me from old mindsets that we're working through. You, on the other hand, your strength overextended is wanting to help so much that you are willing to put everything of you into something to help somebody. And when they don't take it, but they come back, you keep giving and you just keep giving and you just keep giving. This is kind of why we're perfectly matched because people will take and take and take and take and take from you. And sometimes the only person who is willing to step in and go, you've been cut off is me. Because sometimes you don't know how to do that. I think it's kind of the same in this. You want so bad to help, but not everybody is willing to grab a hold of it. And that's hard for you because your heart is, I just want to make it better. I just want to make you feel better. Well, it's it's kind of that, but it's also kind of, I just want you to believe in yourself that you can make things better. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you you were very candid in saying that you're afraid to try, afraid to fail. And the point I made was, I'd rather try and fail than just fail because I didn't try. Mm -hmm. And I got caught up in in the headspace, which I, I did this <clears throat> subconsciously, but I had, a, I had an epiphany. It's like my motivation, which led to my frustration of this deeply embedded situation. I didn't even plan oh, that. Oh boy, here we go, Dr. Seuss. I didn't even plan that, but it came out. Is My, my strength overextended is this. Doing too much can become a, a, a weakness for somebody if you give too much. Because and of an enablement. It, it, uh, my motivation was to try and eliminate the... Well, it's not the prospect, but trying to eliminate the opportunity. I can't even say it right. I was trying to eliminate any opportunities for you to get frustrated um, or complain about the things that were happening over and over and over again. I, I was trying to, re really hard, trying to help you fix that so those opportunities would not present themselves. Or if they did, you would find a way through them. And I took it as my responsibility when you're complaining about those things repeatedly that don't change, I took them as my own failure and so that I would try harder. Knowing that I have the power to change the things that I am directly in control of, knowing that you have the power to change the things that you're directly in control of, knowing the person that's the subject of the conversation that we had about me and books and all this has the power to change simply because I know if I can do it, you can. Um, and how do I know that? 
because you have areas in your life that you can point to that you have changed, mm-hmm. that you have been successful. So you can look at those areas and say, well, if I did it here, I know I can do it here. But the difference is I was ready to make those changes. That That's the hard part with me is I'm not... There's so many things that I want to change that need to be adjusted that if I look at all of them and say, yeah, I could totally do this because I've done this, this, and this, I become overwhelmed. And it's, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm the neurotic one in the relationship. Y'all just kind of got to get used to me. I, 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 there's a lot of mess going on inside of me, but we we're working through it. There's a lot of mess going on in everybody. I get it. It, it. There really is. But it's like working out was the example we used last night talking about this. You've been trying to help me because I've complained about my body. I've complained about how I felt, how I looked, my insecurities, all these different things. But it took my own epiphany, so to speak, to go, hmm, okay, flip the switch. We're going to do this. And now here we are nine weeks into it. And I made the changes and I'm doing well and I'm hitting my targets and I'm hitting my goals and I feel much better. I'm still dealing with the other stuff, but I couldn't deal with more than one thing at a time because when I started trying to do that, I start shutting down. It's too much. There are too many options coming at me, too many things to change at one time. I don't do well with change. So I have to choose what can I attack one at a time. And that's, that's where I'm at. It's like, okay, I've made the adjustment with my eating. I've made the adjustment with my working out. I'm seeing the results. I am not fully switched over into gear, obviously, because as we're planning my birthday, I'm still craving sugar, which is not something I should be doing. But I'm on the right path to know if I can do this for the long haul. And this is what I want to do. This is what I want to become. But then looking at other aspects like trying to manage eight kids doing homeschool and five different school programs and the various ways that the state has determined this needs to be done. Okay. The beauty of homeschool is I got to make the curriculum. I got to choose the material that they were reading. Mm -hmm. I got to choose how we did it. This time it's five different schools coming to me saying, you're gonna. Mm, I'm sorry. You've reached a number that has been disconnected and is no longer in service because I don't do your gonna. But we've had to make that adjustment. You saw a way out of it. You saw a way to help us put everything onto a schedule, put everything on track. All I saw and heard was five schools, eight teachers per kid, five different therapies times two, six different computers, internet on all the time, and I am supposed to oversee, teach, and help all of them all the time. What's up, you stud, you man beast? It's the Q-Dog here with a quick did you know. Did you know about our website, manversusmarriagepodcast.com? That's man, V like victory, S like success, marriagepodcast.com. Did you know about our email, coach at manversusmarriagepodcast.com? What about our Facebook group? Check it out at MVSM Podcast. And finally, on our website, go subscribe. Become a fantastic subscriber 
to Man vs. Marriage, you will get tips and tricks on how to have a better marriage, a better you, and more sex. Coming soon, Man vs. Marriage, the mailbox. Anyway, that's it. Back to the show. Thank you, you stud, you studly man-beast. Everything in me went shut down. Done. I don't care how many hours are in the day. I don't care how you break up the time. My whole system just shut off because it was too many variables coming in at once. So although you're trying to help me not be frustrated, the frustration was coming from A, I wasn't communicating that this is what I was going through my head and what I was dealing with. And B, there were too many variables. I, I don't know how to make that many changes at one time. It's too much. So I just went to the one that I knew I could control. And I let everything else just kind of go to the side. Depending on what personality you're dealing with, I think that's what we're up against. We've, we've got some that come to us and say, I, I want help doing this. Okay, this is how we do it. We show them how to do it. Two weeks later, um, I'm in a pickle. I, I made the same mistake again. I, I, I need your help to do this. Okay, let's show you how to do it again. By the third time... Um, I've showed you how to do it. You're not picking it up. If you really want the help, show me you want the help. Do something yourself and then come see me. That That is exactly the mind frame from which I'm looking at and got so frustrated. If, if I'm hearing you specifically complain about something for three or four or five or six or seven or ten times i'm i'm at the point of it's time to change something you know the funny part in this conversation and this kind of i'm going to use my my mom as an example okay my mom and dad have had issues over many many years of marriage and at one point while when we were first starting out with rita we had some situations going on and my parents had some situations going on. Sorry, home studio, can't help it. Phone's ringing. You could push the uh, the hang-up button. And if it's they that are. guy calling for Gracie, I'm going to rack that cat. Anyway, they were having issues, and she kept talking to me. Now, my mom and I are really, really close. The problem was, I would say, why don't you do this? Um, yeah, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I, <clears throat> I understand. I hear what you're saying. A week later, I'd get another phone call. Same situation. Why don't you do this? And it wasn't changing. It wasn't, nothing was changing. It was the same situation over and over and over again. I finally got to the place and this is going to suck because you can do this to me. I'm giving you permission. Oh, I like this. I think. <laughs> yeah, it might piss me off in the moment, but. It's something that needs to be done because it's obviously a frustration and a pain for you. So we need we need to come up with a negotiation here. I had to tell my mom, if you're not going to change this, you cannot talk to me about this anymore. Don't bring it to me. I'll talk to you about anything you want. But if you're not going to actually change the situation and you're going to accept that this is okay for you, which is fine. If it's okay for you, that's fine. But what you're telling me is making me want to help you. And when you don't let me help you and you keep going through it, it's hurting me to watch you go through it. So 
if I'm complaining about something repeatedly and you're giving me help on it and I'm not taking you up on it, you have permission to tell me if it's bugging you and you need me to stop bringing it to you until I'm ready to actually do something about it. You have my permission to tell me that. It just it concerns me being that ridiculous, futuristic, ideation, forward thinker that I am, that it could cause it could cause a riff in our relationship because we're not supposed to have places that we don't go. It's not about not going there. It's about understanding that what I'm telling you, it's hurting you to see me hurt and frustrated. Okay. Mm-hmm. You hurt is the last thing I want. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's two things that happen here. A, my mind shifts. Okay. If it's hurting him, then I can't bring it to him. If I can't bring it to him, then I can't talk to him. If I can't talk to him, that's going to cause a problem. So I need to make a shift. I didn't want to make the shift in my diet or in working out or in all these other things to get the body that I needed to get past the insecurities that I was dealing with in our sex life. But knowing that I was not fully connected to you and that was hurting us, it was hurting you, switch. Do you get it? I might. It's not forcing me to change. It's just kind of like a buzzword. It, it puts a different perspective on what we're dealing with to let me know I need to preface this conversation. I need to vent. I don't need you to fix. I need to vent. If it's something that we know you're going to want to help fix, then I need to be willing to tell you I, I don't want I don't want fix. I just want you to let me air it out. And then we'll go from there. But we had to lay those rules down in conversation. We haven't been using them. <laughs> well, I, I think what has ultimately come for me is I, I have taken on this thing where it's my mission to make sure you don't feel those pains and those disappointments. And that's not necessarily my place to do that because you're responsible for you and I'm not responsible for you and in the things that you need to change. And that's hard for me because I don't want you to hurt. I don't want you to be frustrated. I don't want you to, to have those pains. I, I want you to be in harmony, in line with your chi. Um, I'm making a joke about it there, but it's it's the God's honest truth. I'm I, thinking of Kung Fu Panda. Thanks, babe. I know. <laughs> it's the God's honest truth that I, I want you, uh, I want you to be happy, and I want your heart to be happy. I want you to be full of joy, and for some, for some reason, I I took it on as. I have to do these things so that you don't experience these frustrations because in the past when you have experienced those frustrations, you have disappeared. And it's been hard on our relationship. So I have got to be okay with you feeling the pain. Like every time you would have a migraine and it's like, honey, the way you're eating 
is causing your problems. It's you keep getting these migraines and it, it kills me inside to know you're in all this pain. But you've got the power to change these things. And it would just, it would rack my guts. So I just had a, I just had a moment last night to say, it's not, I guess it's, I don't know that it's that I care more about your frustrations than you do. I just, from my vantage point, it's like these things can change. If it's too many things to change at once, I'm sure it, it can be overwhelming. I just really hate for you to go through these things knowing that you have the power to change them. And and it ju- it's not just for you. Yeah, It goes for the other people who come to me and ask me for advice and then walk away and don't take the advice. If I'm gonna if I'm coming to you for advice and I haven't always taken advice. I mean, let's not get it twisted. I go to people for advice, I take their advice and I decide not to do it, but I still do something. I still take action. Mm-hmm. Um and it's like if we talk about PJ, it's people that come to her for help and she says this is what's needed to help. This is what's needed to you're supposed to do. This is what you're you you change and these things will change. Why waste your time to go to her if you're not going to follow through on the change? And nobody here, I'm not asking for perfection. You know I say that. I'm not asking for for perfection. I'm looking for progress. And I try to use that although I'm a very I'm really hard on myself, probably harder than I should be. I'm not always looking for me to be perfect at something. I'm looking for progress where I can point to there's some changing. So if I'm complaining about something or if I'm frustrated, I don't complain just to complain. I hate to complain. I don't vent frustrations to vent them. I vent them to say, okay, how can I improve this situation? You deal with your own issues by yourself very often. You take whatever is going on in your life and you internalize it. You're not as open as some people when it comes to things that bother you. You are an internal person when it comes to that stuff. I am not. I have to get it out or it sits in my head and it spins. So sometimes it just needs to get out. It's not looking for a fix. It just needs to get out so that it doesn't spin my thoughts and drag me down the rabbit hole. Whereas you can take something and process it for a few days and then decide, okay, this is what I need to change. Yeah. And I've come to the place on things that I need help with. I ask for help now Mm -hmm. because that's what coach Rita taught me to do. So I decided to do it. Took a long time for us to get to that place. I'm, I'm making the same changes. We're making progress, both of us in different ways. You're just able to change multiple things at one time. I'm not. And I think there's a lot of people that that's the dynamic because generally you're pretty opposite your spouse. So kind of put it in that perspective. If you're like me and you can't do a lot of things at one time, you might want to let your spouse know because their whole goal if you guys are fully committed into this and you're you're really going at this the way that we are, your whole goal is 
What can I do to make your life better? Because you already make mine better. So what can I do for you? And if they're trying to do for you and you're like me and you're going, yeah, it sounds cool, but I'm not sure I'm ready to do that one yet. I'm not sure I'm ready. Rita will tell you if you ask her, there are drag marks behind me for how long it took us to get me to process through a lot of stuff. So I'm really sure that Quincy's listened to 20 years of a lot of frustration for me. And unfortunately, there's a lot of things I still haven't quite changed yet. But there are some things that we have and it's getting better. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say quit doing what you're doing. I would say guard yourself in what you're doing. Put it out there, but if it doesn't get picked up, don't take it personal. Yeah. And well, in you saying if you've got, if you just have to get it out, I'm, you know, I need to get this off my chest and I'm not asking for it to be fixed. But at some point when it's the third or fourth or fifth time, it's like, okay, look, if you're complaining about the same thing over and over again and it's not changing, I'm going to ask that you not bring this to me. That's scary for me. That's scary to me. Really, really, really scary. Okay, so then maybe we need to switch that. And instead of telling me not to bring it to you, then maybe that's when you ask. Okay, this is like the third or fourth time that we've gone over this conversation and you've said you need to air it out. Are you ready for me to tell you what I think will help? Preface it. Now, Rita, I can hear Rita in my head. Why does he have to be responsible on saying it exactly the right way? Or why does he need to be responsible to say it in a way that you'll understand it or that you'll accept it? That's not what I'm saying. Although my head is screaming it at me right now. That's not what I'm saying. But if we're coming to each other and just saying, because you've done it. You've come to me and said, I just, I just need to get this off my chest. You're not asking me to do anything for you. You're just asking me to be a soft place. I can do that. Sure. And as long as I know that that's what you need, I'm totally okay with it. It does not mean that the, the stuff you're talking to me about is not irritating me. It doesn't mean that I don't want to go and bitch slap somebody who's pissed you off that day. That's not what, what it is. It's just knowing you just need to air out your grievances and then you can move forward. But if it comes up, like you said, two or three times, my usual go-to with you is, how can I help with this? Is there anything that I can do here that will help you with what you've got going on yeah. there? Maybe that's how we approach it with this. Not, ju- not just us, but in helping other people or how people bring it. Okay, you're telling me these things and I'm not really sure that you want to change them because you're still talking about it and you haven't done anything. What can I do from my spot that will help you? Okay. First of all, if it's send money, the answer is no. Just letting everybody know right now. Don't call and say you need money. My answer is no. (laughs) 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 But maybe that's what it is. Maybe we just need to learn to use the rules that we use with each other with the other people around us so that we're not taking personal yeah the frustration and we're not taking personal that i'm trying to help you and you're just not hearing me you know what i mean yep i think that's gonna be good it's um 
And my gosh, this episode has gone too freaking long. Oh, good grief. Sorry, guys. We're processing through our issues as we're doing the podcast. So, hey, hi. Welcome to our um, hard talks. (laughs) (laughs) Join the conversation. So I guess my question from now on when I'm listening to whether it's you or anybody else is are you complaining to complain or do you want to get better? That's going to be my that's going to be my system check so that I know. And then once it's come around over and over and over and over again, then I'm going to have to lean in a little bit further and say step 2. <laughs> do you want to learn how or can we work together? Cuz it's not like I have all the answers, but can uh can we work together to figure out a solution? How to solve this situation or do you just have this dependency to complain about something and maybe not talk to me about it until you're ready. Yeah, depending on who it is and what what um setting you're in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I did like I said, I did it with my mom and it, it sucked because my mom and I are really close and I'm the only person she talks to about stuff. She's not she's an introvert, big time introvert. So when I told her you can't bring this to me anymore. Unless you're going to do something about it, you can't bring it to me anymore. It was hard at first, but then we got around it. I mean, we still talked about everything else, but when it would come up, I would ask, are you changing this? Are you guys talking about this? Did did you do what we discussed? Or, you know, so, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. It It worked out in the end because now she knows there are certain things in conversation when it comes up. We don't go there. That's a no-go for me. And I am and I told her, I'm not trying to be mean about it. But the truth of the matter is, it was affecting our marriage for me to be so frustrated about somebody else's situation. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, then that's where we need to draw the line because it's, it's becoming an issue for us. If it's between us, then we, need, we still need to be able to draw that line. When you're ready to, to figure this out, We'll figure it out. I'm, I'm more than willing to help you. We both are. Mm-hmm. I'm just not always as willing to move as you are. No, yeah, you're not. Nope. All right, my people. This episode has gone so long, I can't even calculate. But Sorry, I'm, Ash. I'm Sadie. I'm saying, I'm Sadie. Sadie. I'm saying that uh, it's well over 30 minutes, and I apologize to you, the listener. Hopefully, uh, I'm hopeful that you got something out of this because at one point I felt like I was babbling and sounded like a buffoon. But uh, it is a a point in myself that I realized something and now I have uh, a little shift to make and it's going to help me. I think it's going to help me a great deal when it comes to people who are frustrated and complaining. I eat. Well, that is it. She is Jeannie Moran. I am the Q dog and this is man versus marriage the podcast how good do you want your life to be you gotta live on purpose for a purpose it's truly about becoming the best version of yourself it's possible this is man versus marriage the podcast